Hey, I want to welcome you back. We're to the fadeaway with Dion Thomas and my co-host, Eric Schmidt. And we're sitting here today with a new Illini women's head basketball coach, Coach Nancy Faye. Coach, how you doing today? I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, but trust me, this is a pleasure for us. I mean, with all you've done throughout your career, the national championships that you've been involved in, the national tournaments that you've made it to, this is a big step up, though, right, Coach? There's no doubt. I mean, I uh, the experience I had at Division Three in Washington University, I think, prepared me well. But you know, I, I played a long time ago in the Big Ten. I'm really excited to be back. And we're definitely excited to have you. And I'd like to say, because, you know, the kids nowadays, they don't want to know where you've been or who are you or this or that. They want to know what you've done. So can you tell us a little bit about your playing career at, at Wisconsin? Of course, you know, like you said, you're a Big Ten girl. So mm -hmm. we're definitely glad to have that heritage here. And then talk, just speak a little bit about what it was and, and the things that you had to go through, because it was at a time when it was really difficult for women coaches. But you really bridged that gap, got to the Division three level, and was extremely, extremely successful there. Well, I think uh, bringing back to my days playing uh, in the Big Ten, I, I was a walk-on. I, mean, I, I wasn't someone that earned a scholarship. Uh, I walked on at Wisconsin. Uh, I think I appreciate that experience because I know what it feels like to be a kid that didn't play um, and then eventually earned a scholarship. And I think that has inevitably helped me as a head coach. Um, understanding all those those avenues. Uh, when I got out of uh, college, I remember this to, to this day, my dad said, you better, just because you play the game doesn't mean you can coach the game. So he goes, you know, you might, might want to use that education. So I ended up being a teacher and a, a basketball coach in Northern Illinois. And that experience, um, it was good for me because I, I kind of started coaching like my college coach. And no disrespect to that experience, but I've, I really learned that you better coach yourself and not something that necessarily you saw. And through that experience, um, got the job at WashU. I think the experience there, um, the thing about WashU is it, it has a lot of flavor of Division One. That's how we recruited. I mean, we were after D1 kids. Um, the one thing I've understood is, you know, I, I like my knowledge of basketball. I think it's sound, but you got to have players. And so we would reach for um, a lot of mid men They just need to know you care, and you got to know them as people. Um, and that combination, I think, you know, and just the teaching style. You know, I don't start the same practice the same every day um, because kids learn differently. If you do the same drill the same way, well, great, but that gets a little boring. <laughs> so yeah. there's just little things that I think that background has really prepared me well uh, as a teacher and a coach. Having gone from, and you mentioned that you, had, you didn't earn that scholarship, having gone from being a walk-on to earning a scholarship, I, I like to look at what, what, what was inside that gave you that fight and that fire. And the reason I ask, Coach, is because I do a lot of mentoring and, and teaching and things in, in the inner city in Chicago now, and I talk to kids about finding something inside of them to help propel them forward. Now, we run into a lot of issues with that a lot of times because it, has, it starts in your head and in your heart. Mm -hmm. But for you to be able to fight through that, can you talk a little bit about what what, what that drive was for you that pushed you there? I think it's the love of the game. It's simply the love of the game. I, I think actually sometimes we forget that kids that are on scholarship that we don't, we got to make sure that they still love the game and it's not the scholarship. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, um, I think we as coaches got to continuously remember is that it, it, it's, I, I hate when we say it's a job. 
I mean, that's, I mean, jobs are a long time. We've got to work a long time. This should still be a little bit fun. Now, yes, there's a responsibility. Yes, there's that kind of stuff. But I want the scholarship, or if I was a non-scholarship kid at the time, we all just, bottom line, we're 18 to 22-year-olds, kids that want to play, that have fun doing it. So for me as a kid, my love for the game wasn't any different because I was paying for my education and another kid wasn't. And I think I want to make sure that I treat those, you know, we, we do have a kid right now on our team that's walking on. I don't treat her any differently. She, she has a love of the game, and I think that's the one thing we can't forget in this business. Thing. I mean, everybody says, this is a business, you're a CEO, and I'm like, no. I'm a coach, <laughs> and I'm coaching kids, all right? And we got, and I, I know what they're saying, I know what they're saying, but I don't want to forget that. And so as a player, that was my drive. I think that's tremendously important. Eric, you got something? Well, Coach Faye, I was going to say uh, we have to put something in perspective here, so we have to embarrass you a little bit. Um, <laughs> to, to let everybody listening, uh, we're going to throw some numbers. 31 seasons at Wash U, 737 wins, 19 wins every season but your first season, an 81-game winning streak, and then most impressively on your resume is a record five Division three national championships at the NCAA level. Uh, so obviously you've had some fun doing it, but you've been incredibly successful. It's, it's one thing to say I'm having fun, but it's quite another thing to be able to blend everything. What made you so successful? You said you, re- you reached for some of those players. What made you successful? What was the, the pitch for those kids? Well, I think you, you have to surround yourself with incredibly good people. And I've been – I mean – um, that was why, when you say 31 years, it was the quality of the experience and the people I was doing it with. And that's the same thing I say to the kids. I mean, there's going to be a point where, I mean, I talked to a kid last night when I was offered, and I said, I have a feeling at this point all these coaches calling you sound the same. And she kind of giggled like, yeah. Um, it's the people behind the buildings. It's the people you work with. Um, so it's the staff that you put together. It's the university that you believe in. Um, I wouldn't have taken this job, for instance, if I didn't believe that education mattered here because I came from an education background. Um, you know, that even though you feel like, you know, at a really strong academic school, basketball was second, not in the lives of those kids. I mean, whatever, I think whatever you do at the time you're doing it is the most important thing you're doing. So here it's the same thing. So when they're on the court, I want to be the most important thing they're doing. But when they go in the classroom, it's the most important thing they're doing. So I think it's a philosophy and, and just... I, you know, I've told these coaches here, I told my coach, I don't care how we get this done. I, I don't care if it's your credit, my credit, let's get this done. I've been over talking to Coach Underwood, never stop learning, never stop getting better. And, you know, I've been really, really lucky. Um, but I think it's all boils down to who you surround yourself with. And I think kids are attracted to that. And I, we're going to work hard. I mean, whatever happens here, you are not going to get somebody that has not going to put everything into this. I think it's amazing that you had so much success. You clearly started coaching when you were 10. So this is an amazing job you've done. You had to step out of your comfort zone, though, obviously, to come here. What helped you make that decision? That was, I mean, to be honest, I think if anybody, um, you know, you spend 30 years anywhere, uh, there was uh, a reason, and there were a lot of good reasons. But, you know, you have to, I mean, I was a, I'm a coach, and... Um, Gosh, I played. It was you know a Big Ten school. Mm-hmm. If you know, there's always a party all during that time. You're like, I wonder what you know. D one, you know, D one. But I also knew it, was, it might take a lot of moves and it, you know, all this. And I had a great experience, but geez, uh, you know, you know, when you get a call for and you call from you get a call from someone you know, and someone you work for, Josh Whitman, and you trust. 
And then they say, you want to coach at the University of Illinois. I mean, as much as I love, and I've always told people, I think you can love two places. I will always, you know, have a great, great uh, feeling about my experience there and the people and the alumni in particular. But I couldn't pass this up. There's just no way. This challenge, and it's rejuvenated me. It's made me, you know, I get to, I mean, I've been growing. I've always wanted to be grow, but this is, you better grow with this too. Yeah, and I love that, Coach. And you're right, because... It takes something deep inside of you to really chase your dreams. I mean, because fear is paralyzing, mm. you know, and, and it really stops you from from moving ahead. And, you know, when Eric and I were driving down, we were telling a little story about scabs and having scabs and, and you know, falling down, hurting yourself are, are great things. So throughout your career, you haven't had a whole lot of scabs. I mean, you've been really successful. At least on paper. Well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the thing is, um, I, I, I know what those are, though, and I have an appreciation yes. for that. When I started my first, you know, I, when I got out of college, I think our first, my first season was 5-17. and 17. Mm-hmm. Well, And I think three of those games we won in one weekend. I remember our team not getting the ball past half court. I mean, there's motivation for winning, <laughs> you know, because oh, so yeah. that's, that is, it was just a really, really tough time. And in my college careers, we didn't win that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be, you know, and... No, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to too many of those. I mean, but behind those scenes, there's a lot probably more that people don't see. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm fully aware we got room to grow here, um, and uh, but I think that's a it's a perfect place for me right now. And, and I would agree. And that that's kind of where I was going because I know this first year so anytime it's a new program new turnover it's always difficult especially with the way you're coming in you're kind of having to rebuild uh, a, a situation and, and unfortunately being an Illini an myself it, it hurt me at times to really watch the way things were going that's why I'm really excited about having you here and being able to sit down and have you on our podcast today so we're, I'm expecting some scabs <laughs> Which is a good thing because I, I, I see you moving in the right direction. Can you tell a little bit about what you're thinking about and how your vision um, for the growth of the Illini Women program is? I think the most important thing right now is that I told the kids that we have here, they're my kids, we are Illini. Yes. Um, I've heard a lot of coaches say, you know, wait till you get your own kids. Well, they didn't pick me. I mean, they picked Illinois. And that loyalty to Illinois is something I owe them back. And so that's the one thing that we're in this together, um, you know, and, uh, you know, that that's really important message. I think we need to send to the, the current the current team and they're they're going through some changes because I'm, you know, no matter what a coach does from previous coach, to the next coach, it's going to be different. And they've they've done a good job of absorbing. I think the thing that the challenge is, is the, you know, the recruiting and developing the relationships, you know, coming in a lot of the 18s are already you know, done, you know, you're trying to build relationships. And then you got the 19s who are almost the same thing. You're, you're, I'm starting to understand this takes, why this takes, because those, you know, we're doing our best getting on the phone, but some teams have been on kids for three or four years that we're just trying to step in on. Um, So that's going to be the, the challenge of getting out there and and letting us know who, who we are now Um, and bringing the kids in uh, to help the kids that are here. You mentioned, uh, so for those that don't know, you mentioned Josh Whitman, the AD here at Illinois, w- was at Wash U before here. What, what did he tell you? What, what are the expectations here? What, what, when you come into a new program and you haven't been at the D1 level, um, what did he tell you where, where, where you're at? Well, I think that 
every athletic director, and I know this from Josh, is about the quality of the experience for the student athlete. I mean, that's, he, he impressed me when, I mean, you have to think about this. Two years ago, I was interviewing him. Um, and then all of a sudden, it, I'm like, oh, this is going to flip pretty quick. Um, <laughs> and so, I, I mean, those questions, even when he was there, I got to ask him. So I knew his philosophy. Um, but I don't, I, I, I think that he also hired a coach that doesn't want to come in second. I mean, I don't think we sat down and said, you have to win by and do this. <clears throat> but I don't think he had to know that about me. Um, if you're hiring somebody at this point and had the opportunity to work with me for 18 months, he already knew. You wouldn't be here if that No, I mean, you, you, you know, I, told, I, I didn't come in here to come in second. I'm coming in here to do the best I possibly can, but I want to win ball games, Doing it the right way, all the things that coaches will say, but the competitiveness I think he knows, and no athletic director has to instill that in me. Who was your first call when you got the offer or when you took the job? First call? I think I just sat down first. I don't even know if I called anybody. I think it was a little bit more of a shock. You know, I, I, I think like anybody, I have a 93-year-old father that um, has led me, including my mom who's passed a bit ago, but they've been my anchors. They've, and people always ask, who's your role models? I mean, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. So I needed his advice on this and, and my, my family. And, and that's big, I mean, especially after being at WashU for as long as you have. And I, know, I understand St. Louis isn't this far away, but it's still required a move. How, how, did, how did you, I guess, smooth that over with the family about making this move up to Champaign? Actually, I got closer to my family in Wisconsin, so that was good. Okay. Um, that part was good, but I, like you said, there's a ton of friends um, back in St. Louis mm -hmm. that I don't know if it's smooth over. I think... That that was like taking a band-aid off a little bit, you know. That that stung, um, but you know, I, I I do know I'll make it back. But you know, that's that's part of the decisions of life, you know. And I am kind of someone that doesn't move too much, you know. I grew up in Wisconsin, went to Illinois for a little bit, and then went back to down to St. Louis. I never thought I'd be there that long, um, but you know, uh, if I had sensed this wasn't a good place with people, I wouldn't have done that. But I, I, everybody's been so nice. Well, that is, it's, it's a welcome back to Illinois because you did coach high school at Johnsburg mm -hmm. in McHenry. At what point did you say, I want to keep moving up? Did you in, envision when you were in college that this is what I want to do? Dion and I just at, talked about this I, recently. Yeah, I remember clearly when I was a player, I wanted to coach in the Big Ten. I remember, I know exactly where I was standing in the locker room. I said, I want, I want to do this. Um, but, you know, Life, life did a couple switches, and I, you know, you start out in high school and go D three, and I, I really didn't think that I was going to get this opportunity. I had opportunities during my time at WashU, but I, I had said no to about three or four of them. So then, then they're going, they're not going to call you back. Do you know what I mean? I, I got that, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I kind of settled in, and but not, not settled in in the sense of comfort. Just settled in. This is where I was going to finish. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? You know, a great opportunity, and here I am. Yeah, one one further, because I know we have to get you on to your next meeting, but this one for me, I guess, is is pretty big because it's when you look at what you've done at the Division three level, being able to step up to not just a, a Division one program but to a BCS school, a high Division one program, do you ever sit back and, and think about – and I know you haven't been here very long, just what this means, not just for you, but for coaches that are coming after you. 
because this is such a big step. And, and you and I both know, I'm going to be honest, how difficult it is for women sometimes to, to make that jump or to make that move. And this is an opportunity that you went from three to one. If you're successful, then it, it helps other coaches. You know, people see, okay, we've broken the barrier here. Now maybe we can try other um, coaches from a three to one possibility. Ever give any thought or about that or what do you think about that possibility? Oh, I've thought about that a ton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a question that people want to ask, like, oh, can she really do that? No you, pressure. You yeah, no I mean, pressure. it's the, the thing that before I took this job, I, I talked to the other Division three coaches. There has been ones that made this move. Oregon State made it. SLU made it. Bucknell made it. These are all, I mean, there's more. I mean, Sherry Cole from Oklahoma was a high school coach um, and made that move. Mm-hmm. So it's being done. It's just not the typical you know, pattern that everybody or process everybody's gone through. But I called each of them and I asked them about their experiences and what their thoughts were. Um, And they had a responsibility. Now, there are some others that may have not turned out as well either. Guess what? There's a lot of Division I assistance that happens to them also. I mean, I think we get a little bit like, oh, D3. And I'm going to go, well, you know, you've seen a lot of Division I assistance and other coaches do that, but we don't talk about, oh, why why did they not, why aren't they successful? With that said, I, I take, I mean, I've been out on the road just coming. I mean, I'm sitting next to people I watched on TV now, let's face it. I'm like, hey, wow, cool. Um, and I also have talked to my counter, you know, my Division three buddies, and I feel that responsibility. I mean, I definitely want to prove that. And we, we our, our group, we, we're coaching at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, someone asked me, like, what's the difference? I said, we don't jump as high. We do not move as fast. But it's all relative. It's still the basketball. Um, so, yeah, it, there's no doubt about it. I have a great deal of respect for what's just happened. And I'm going to do my best to make um, those people at those different you know, levels proud that we can do this. But I think the one thing I always want to say is, like, we are head, we, this was a head coach to head coach. This wasn't, you know, an assistant. And I have nothing wrong with assistants getting their shots at D1 jobs either. That's, that's got to happen. I said, but there is that part of it that I think sometimes people forget. You know, so, yeah, I, I look in the mirror, pinch myself, slap myself, do all those things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Coach Faye, what are we going to see out of the University of Illinois wins, women's basketball team this season? Um, I think we're reading the book Grit right now. Um, and uh, what, what we're trying to figure out is just how much uh, we want to be that team that's the first kid, there's a, a loose ball, we're going to go get it. Um, that we're we're going to be disciplined. We're we're a team that you got to do some things off the court that will start bleeding on the court. Um, but I, I think the thing is, you know, one of the things I've been I take pride in, and I I told a kid one time, there's a kid in national championship get kid hit a three, so I called another something something hit another three and did something else double stagger and hit another three and she looks at me, coach, keep calling my number. I said, are you scoring? That's kind of the point. And, and so I, I get we want to have the freedom of what let the kids play, but you also I just don't want the ball to happen back into some kids' hands. So I hope that you see a little bit more a little bit like strategical setups. Does that make sense? Versus just you know you're a great athlete against a great athlete. You know I think we we're going to have to do some a little strategy. Um, you know I think every kid wants a hard. I mean we want to run. We want to be fast. You know, want to play great D. I have not heard a coach that hasn't said that. I mean, there's no secret on those two things. But there is going to be a little bit of a plan. Um, but uh, I, I think that 
hopefully you'll see disciplined, hardworking, and with a purpose. Any players you want to mention that we're going to have to pay attention to this season? You know, right now, all of them. I'm Good. paying attention to all of them. Um, you know, they, they're, they're hardworking. Uh, we got some kids back who've seen some time. We were young. Uh, but, you know, I think at this point, you know, it's a new coach. So everybody's, everybody's got to, you know, show up. It's a clean slate. Yeah, I think you nailed it right on the head, yeah. Coach. As a matter of fact, I want the title of that book because I this summer I coached went girls basketball for the first time with my daughter's team. Big learning experience having mm-hmm. coached yes. boys, <laughs> having coached boys my Good. whole life. But I, I've stayed in contact, and I will stay in contact with those girls. And I I really like to give them reading material and things not that will just help them on the basketball court, but that will help them in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that name of that book from you and the author so I can um, spread this out between my girls and, and get them to read it. Uh, it's been a good book, and it's a good experience for the kids. It really has been. That's great. Well, not going to hold you up much longer, Coach. You know you got to get running. Uh, this is Dion Thomas and my whole co-host, Eric Schmidt, on The Fadeaway enjoying enjoying our time sitting with coach nancy Faye of the university of illinois fighting illini coach thank you so much thank you for having me thank you for listening and big thanks to chris hartwig from painless networking for sharing the painless network podcast space with us chris hosts great sports guests each week on his painless network podcast You can subscribe or download those episodes if you have not already. And if you like the music you heard on this episode, that was Coming Around from fellow Illini Marty Casey. It's on Marty's latest album, The Ground You Walk On, now available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Play. Until next time, thanks for checking out The Fadeaway.